Welcome to the Life After Podcast. I'm your host, Amber, a nature lover, business owner, and co-CEO of A Busy Household. We are going to hear the stories, talk about the strategies, and open our minds to the possibilities that are out there when we are creating a happy, fulfilling life after we have experienced trauma and adversity. I had an experience recently that I feel is extremely relevant to share on this podcast. So I was in a group on social media and another member in the group was asking for some support, some encouragement, some accountability because they knew they needed to exercise because it helps them. And their depression was totally getting in the way, even though they were seeing a therapist, taking medication. I offered in the comments a gentle reminder that exercise is as effective as medication. I inadvertently started a war by sharing this as it was interpreted by some of the other members that I was encouraging this person to not take their medication. Not it at all. What is important to understand is some of the science that helps to give people as many options as possible. Because I remember how much I struggled when I was really depressed. I don't want anyone to ever struggle as much as I did. So my thought on it is if the medication is helping you feel 20% better and you're exercising and you get another 10% better, that's better than just being 20% better. And I do clearly remember when I felt like the person that was asking for the support and the encouragement when I was in that deep of depression, I just didn't even know how to ask for help or get help. When I started to learn more and evolve in my own healing journey, there are several things that I've learned that were really helpful for me. And I'm going to share them with you in no particular order. Please be smart, trust yourself, trust your care team, and see if any of these help you. Even if you're not depressed, they're still good for you. So the first one, exercise, the one that started this small work in this group, they have shown scientifically that it has a higher effective rate of reducing the symptoms of depression than medication. And it's not 20 hours of CrossFit every day. 150 minutes a week of walking is enough to be beneficial for your mental health. Another thing that you can start to do is to set baby goals. And I'm talking really small goals. I'm going to get rid of two pieces of giveaway this week. Something really, really small so that you start to build confidence in yourself. You start to get all of the good endorphins and neurochemicals that come from hitting those goals. It's important that they are baby goals. And the more you're struggling, the smaller the goal. Because when we set a goal, our brain sort of assumes that we already have the thing. So when you don't hit the goal, your brain freaks out a little bit. And you don't want to do that to yourself if you're already struggling. The other thing that's really helpful is to start to set a few anger points in your day. Routine, to me feels like a big word. It feels really hard. But if you have a few anchor points, 
you do a certain thing in the morning, you do a certain thing around lunch, a certain thing around dinner, you're starting to build a pattern to your day and give yourself a sense of time. You're also giving your brain something to expect that takes away some of the decision fatigue and helps your brain start preparing you for whatever task is coming up. Gratitude is another simple practice that can really shift how your brain works and things. Dr. Carolyn Leaf has a book called Who Switched Off My Brain? And it really deep dives into the neuroscience of how negative thinking is literally bad for you. It changes the way you process events. It interferes with your memory. Our brains just weren't wired for negative thinking. To start shifting into gratitude and more positive thinking, start by finding two things every day that you're grateful for. Keeping a journal can help anchor that in and allows you to go back and reflect on the things that you were grateful for. In my mind, gratitude and meditation go hand in hand. Meditation does so many good things for us. It improves our ability to think. It improves our ability to control our emotions. They've even done studies that show it changes your blood pressure. So it's telling you that it's doing something in your body, right? If it changes your blood pressure. I had a real hard time at first with this because I first thought that meditation was like sitting by yourself in this room, not thinking about anything, which is completely not it. Coloring does the same thing in your brain as kind of a traditional meditation. Walking meditations are also really great if you have the weather to go outside and do it. It really increases your awareness for your environment and the things that are around you. Another thing to consider is if you might be deficient in vitamins. Vitamin D and magnesium are two for sure that can really impact your mental health and fatty acids, all things that are hard to get in kind of a traditional American diet. What I didn't know is that I had a genetic condition that made it hard for my body to get the nutrients from food. When I started working with a naturopath and focusing on an anti-inflammatory diet, it really helped my physical body and it also helps my mental health. So it's always worth checking into. Another thing to consider and be open to exploring is ancient healing practices, things like Reiki and other forms of energy work. It might not work for you. It might work for you. Because of my own religious stuff, I was always taught that it was bad. And I found that it was actually something really helpful for me. We're really complex creatures. We're not just a physical body. We're not just our mind. We're not just our emotions. We have another part to us. And when I think about the version of me that was really, really struggling, I would have done anything to change that faster. And so my, my parting thoughts here are, at the end of the day, you have to find what works for you. And the more options you have for what might help, the better. Because for one, you will likely need a combination of these 
And two, medication does take some time to work if pharmaceuticals are part of your care plan. And I learned when I was training to be a trauma-informed life coach that it can take seven different medications before people even find one that works. That's a long time of trial and error. And if there are some things you can do in the meantime, you can start to take some power back in your own healing journey and do some things so that you feel better, which is the most important thing. If you found this mini episode helpful, I would love for you to share it. I would love for you to be a part of the podcast community on Facebook, and you are more than welcome to send me a message or connect with me on Instagram.